I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. What's good, everyone? How are you all today? I hope that you have lots of good things to say. And if you have some stuff you'd like to vent about, <laughs> I want you to get it off your chest right now because today we are talking about complaining. Something that we are all guilty of, only that some of us are more aware that we're doing it when we're doing it than others. I want you to think for a moment about how often you complain. When most of us hear other people complain, our eyes just about roll to the back of our heads. We don't like to listen to people complain, right? We describe those kinds of people as being negative or bitchy or toxic or having a bad attitude. And when we slap those kind of labels on people, guess what we're doing? We start drinking from the same Kool-Aid. We're pretty much slapping that same label across our own faces, whether we realize it or not. Complaining seems like something other people overindulge in, but really, we just don't tend to see it when we ourselves are doing it. And it's not a good look on anyone. Now, sometimes we kind of sort of know we're complaining, but it feels justified, so we let ourselves off the hook and vent our frustrations. We had a horrible day, or someone isn't supportive of the changes we're making, or our progress feels painfully slow. It all feels completely valid and factual, and like anyone would agree with us. So it creates all this pent-up energy that we just want to get out of our system. And it builds up inside of our system because we're not processing it. So we feel the urge to ruminate about it with someone, to have them back us up and validate the way that we're feeling. We feel discouraged, and we want to feel seen, heard, and acknowledged in what we're experiencing. But we don't necessarily realize that this is what we're doing and that we're not seeing, hearing, and acknowledging ourselves in what we're experiencing. Because we're just reporting it to ourselves and to other people like it's the news. Just like everyone around us would see it that same way we do. It's taking too long. It's too hard. My boss is a total wacko. That dude was a jerk. Your friends might be like, amen. <laughs> amen to that. And that's fine. But what you want to realize is that you may think the negativity is coming from the situation, but really it's coming from you. Complaints are all optional thoughts. Even though they come across as cold hard facts, they are opinions. Opinions that are loaded with negative emotion. We just think we're describing things that are true, so we take those thoughts very seriously. That's why we often can't recognize when we're complaining. You'll notice that complaining doesn't make you feel as though your batteries have been recharged. It may feel like relief in the moment, but it's actually draining. It saps you of vital energy. In fact, I would describe complaining as misdirected energy. It's arguing with reality. It's not wanting things to be as they are. Complaining can feel useful, but is it really? 
It's your brain's job to alert you to anything it filters as negative. So many of the thoughts that our brains offer up are complaints. I'm tired. I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. It's your brain's job to point all of the things that are going wrong to you out and that it thinks should be different. Your brain takes its job very seriously (laughs) because it believes that by doing this, it is motivating you to stay alert and to do something about what it perceives as negative. This is very effective when the threat that it's alerting you to is a tiger (laughs) or a bear, but it's not so effective when the perceived threat is your boss or a deadline or your body image. We have a bias towards picking up on what we see as negative, which evolutionarily was adaptive when our literal survival was at stake. But the same mechanism that was protective is maladaptive in a lot of contexts today because it burns up our adaptation energy. It actually makes us less capable of responding to a situation because complaining feels productive but it actually does nothing. Actually, (laughs) what it does is it makes us feel like shiitake mushrooms. (laughs) It just makes us feel bad. And when we feel bad, we feel less motivated to take action, to fix or change or address anything. We're too busy whining and complaining, which increases the volume on the negativity instead of getting us up off our asses to pull the plug on it. (laughs) You've noticed that, yes? This gets us into the habit of complaining because nothing changes if nothing changes. So you just become fixated on whatever it is that you're complaining about, and complaining becomes your strategy for handling whatever you are fixated on. This happens with our body image, our jobs, our bank accounts, our partners, our kids, all of it. We get looped into this way of thinking that has so much force behind it, but we use that force against ourselves by complaining instead of for ourselves by evaluating and taking action, using whatever negative emotion to inform what we will do next. When we're in a whirlwind of negativity, our thoughts become a headwind instead of a tailwind. It feels like so much resistance. That's why change ends up being so hard. When we're complaining about how things are instead of accepting how things are, we can't begin to change them. So it's frustration after frustration after frustration, which leads to even more complaining and feeling bad about ourselves. There's what's happening, and then there's our story about what's happening. You can argue with what's happening, but that does nothing to change what's happening. Makes sense, right? That's why complaining is misdirected energy. It stresses us out and annoys us, and then we act on that feeling, creating more stress for ourselves. Rather than see the complaint as a compelling storyline or thought, we look outside ourselves for the cause of our stress. When we misattribute our stress to a cause outside of ourselves, we diminish our capacity to do something about it because then we try to control something external 
that we usually have little influence or control over, like what other people do or say, and that typically makes us more reactive than proactive and responsive. So we try to control what we can't really control instead of focusing on what we can truly control, which are our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So complaining disempowers you on top of sapping your energy and pumping your brain with negativity, which all seem like good enough reasons to stop doing it when we become aware of the impact that complaining is having on us. But how do we stop complaining more practically? We do this by detoxing our thoughts. We do a complaint detox, which is to say we practice cutting it out. This is not complicated, but it is very challenging. When you set the intention to see how long you can go without complaining, you'll start to realize how often you do it. Complaining is a brain habit and something we are very much addicted to doing. So what we want to do is clear up some of the congestion in our minds that interferes with our ability to catch ourselves indulging in it. You do this by setting the intention to stop doing it. To stop doing it, not out loud, not to yourself, not to your invisible friend. (laughs) You put a plug in it. No more doing it. And you can't stop the thoughts from coming, but you can notice the thoughts when they come and tell yourself, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. To flush it out of your system, you first have to become aware of your mental inputs. It will already be in your system. So you'll first become aware of complaining when it happens. And that's why you set the intention to stop. You can't turn off the faucet, but you can put a Brita filter on your thoughts (laughs) by setting a clear intention. It cleans up your thinking by not letting complaints through the filter. You catch the thought before you slurp it up and just accept it. You have to start to deploy self-awareness. Now, some thoughts are sneaky and your filter is going to be basic at first. So there will be thoughts that get past you. This is especially true of self-critical thoughts or judgments you might be having about yourself or other people, right? That's why you have to keep changing your filter and refining your filter. What are your most common complaints? When are you most prone to complain? What are you typically feeling when you notice yourself complaining? You're just noticing that so that you can redirect your focus and you're paying attention to what those cues and triggers are. You'll hear me repeat this phrase, but the one I like to use is, okay, now what? It's a powerful pattern interrupt that simultaneously primes you to think constructively. You don't think in a vacuum. You can't just take away a thought without replacing it. That's why the goal is not to try to get rid of the thought when it's negative or complaint. What you want to do is work on thinking the things you want to think instead. When you detox or diet, what you add in is just as important as what you take out. The same goes when you're on a complaint detox. You can't eliminate complaining without conditioning yourself to think differently. So when a complaint comes up, you just want to acknowledge it and keep it moving. 
It's like when someone catches your eye, but you're in a committed relationship. You might catch yourself flirting with a complaint, (laughs) but then you keep calm and you carry on. You don't engage with it or dwell on the encounter. No, (laughs) you bring a detached attitude to it. You return your focus to where it needs to be. You let your intention to not complain direct your attention. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to go a full 24 hours without complaining. If you complain, you start again. And I want you to know that this is what will happen. (laughs) You won't be able to help it. You're going to have to work up to 24 hours because you can't stop the thoughts from coming. But as you detox from the complaints by detaching from them when they arise, you will begin to rid yourself of the habit of complaining. You'll get better and better at breezing by a complaint without being seduced by it or waving it over to have a full-blown conversation with it. (laughs) And if a complaint tries to hook up with you, you'll just say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not interested. So that's what I have for you this week. And if you would enjoy being coached by me every week on this kind of thing, I want you to know that I'm taking on new clients in my one-on-one coaching program, Think Yourself Slim. When you lighten up and detox your thoughts, it isn't just the size of your body that will change. It's the shape of your entire life. Be sure to take me up on a complimentary coaching consultation to see if it would be a right fit for your weight loss goals. So let's talk. I would love to see you in there. Talk to you all again very soon. Take care and stay amazing. Hey, if you're ready to see your body change from the inside out, join the next Genius Body Transformation Challenge. Seven days that will change how you approach weight loss forever. It's been known to help people just like you start losing weight in a way that you can actually keep it off. Just click on the link in the show notes and let's start a transformation today.